Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. What is going on, Laker fans? Uh, thank you very much for tuning in. The eve of the start of the 2023-2024 regular season, the real season. I mean, look, pregames, uh, preseason, it was nice. It was cool to see these guys play. It was cool to see some basketball, but uh, I think we're all ready for the regular season. Appreciate you guys being a part of the show. One straight hour of Los Angeles Lakers basketball. We'll get a chance to uh, hit on a few different things. I, I want to spend a little bit of time, not too much, uh, not too much time on just my overall thoughts of what I, I saw in preseason basketball. Some of the things I liked, some of the things I disliked. Um, ESPN had an article. Some of these experts talking about where they see the Lakers this year, where they see them in the NBA, projected win totals, some things to keep an eye on once the season starts. So I, I think there's a, a lot that we could take away from that article. Uh, of course, the Lakers got the Denver Nuggets tomorrow. What does that mean? It means the Lakers have the Denver Nuggets tomorrow. And uh, that means it's going to be an exciting basketball game with two teams been chirping at each other, it seems like, since that Western Conference Finals, or at least since that Finals ended. Nuggets obviously swept the Lakers. So we got some uh, good stuff from there as well. Um one quick reminder that I just want to let everybody know because we did it last year and I'm going to be doing it again this year. If you're listening on radio, great. We appreciate it. If you're listening on the app, on the ESPN LA app, there is a channel on there for Lakers Talk. and There's also a channel on there for Lakers Talk daily. So Monday through Friday, I'm going to be doing some stuff on YouTube every single day in the morning. Just a quick five, seven, ten-minute video Something about a specific topic. Did one this morning. I'll be doing another one tomorrow. Okay, let's get into it. A lot of things there to promote as we get ready for the Lakers season to start. Um, preseason basketball. I just want to put a bow on preseason basketball. Lakers played six games. They went two and four. All right? Um, my overall thoughts on preseason, yeah, it was all right. It was nothing special. Um, I didn't walk away saying to myself, oh, my gosh, watch out. The entire NBA, the entire league's got to watch out. The Lakers are going to go through everybody because I watched six preseason games. Okay, that didn't happen. The other side didn't happen, too. You know, a, a, a fire alarm and everybody's running, uh, wondering what the hell are the Lakers going to do this year. Maybe you thought that last season going into the regular season, and they kind of lived up to that. Remember, they started 2-10. and 10. Um I don't see that as being an issue as well. They got just a much better team. They're in a much better place, much better roster. Uh, Darvin Ham going into his second year. A lot of these guys that were on the roster for that playoff run, just knowing they're going to be part of the organization very early on in free agency, full training camp, full preseason. I'm not worried about that at all. And then I, I like some of the players that they signed. But trying to gauge who the Lakers are in preseason basketball, that's really tough. Um what I mean by that, I feel like I have a good idea who the Lakers are, their identity is. But trying to watch a game where LeBron is playing in half of the games or Reeves is playing in half of the games or Anthony Davis is only playing the first half, um, trying to mix in certain lineups. I heard Darvin Ham talked uh, earlier today after practice. One of the things he said, he said that basically 
you're making adjustments all year long. You're trying to figure stuff out that I don't think there's a coach out there that by the time preseason's done, they're sitting back and saying, that's it. We're good to go. We don't need any help. We There's no question marks on the franchise. We got everything figured out. I, I'm pretty sure there isn't a coach in the NBA that is sitting in that spot or sitting in that position. So the Lakers won't be any different. But the one thing that I did notice, I think from the preseason play, there were individual players that I, I think either impressed or you look back the other way and say, damn, they still got a long way to go. I'll give you an example. Max Christie coming off Summer League. Max Christie, I'm, I've, I've been sitting here and I – Got a chance to interview him on Lakers talk. This was during the summer league and just was so impressed with him. Was impressed not just of his play, his demeanor, how he carries himself, his interviews, put on about 10, 15 pounds, how much he's focused on the defensive side, you know, this, that, and everything else. And then preseason tells you, like, look, this kid is still a kid and he's going to take time and it's probably not going to happen anytime soon. You could look at Jalen Hood Shafino. He's clearly, that's, that's going to be a, a project. That's going to take some time. Um, but some of the other players, I thought D'Angelo Russell, who understands that in order for him to get real opportunities this upcoming year, when I say real opportunities, I'm not talking about playing 30, 35 minutes. I'm not talking about that. I'm also not talking about starting. Not a big deal. D'Lo started pretty much his entire career. He's closed out or he's put himself in a position with whatever team it is to be one of the key players on that team. But I think D'Lo... His emphasis on wanting to focus on the defensive side, Darvin Ham continuing to really reiterate, you got to be a player on the defensive end. And if you're not, uh, and he's talking not just about uh, D'Angelo Russell, he's talking about every player on the team. But for D'Lo this year, and I think this preseason showed a little bit of it, he's got opportunity to show that he can be a defender. He's got opportunities to show that I could be a guy that you can rely on in the fourth quarter to hit big shots to not be a liability on defense. So watching D'Lo in preseason I thought was um, I thought was useful. Anthony Davis, you know, it was interesting seeing him in preseason. There was the game against the Milwaukee Bucks where Anthony Davis, I forget his line off the top of my head, but he played like I think 19 minutes, something like that. And it was 16 points and it was 4 of 4 from the free throw line. And it was six rebounds, five assists, two blocks, two steals. And it's like, damn, look at Anthony Davis in this just one half going up against arguably the best player in the NBA on the other side, Giannis, and they're just going back and forth, toe-to-toe against each other. Um, AD looks fresh. AD looks healthy. AD, I, I know, and we've spent a little time on this, that Darvin Ham's going to want him to spread the floor a little bit. Uh, but his jumper looked good in this preseason as well. I'm going to emphasize he looked healthy. Whatever issues that he's had, he looked like he was, all right, I'm 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 good, I'm ready to go. Now, once the season starts, the season starts from there. But that's another player that I thought stood out. And then the last one that's going to lead me to my next conversation, um, Torian Prince kind of showed to Laker fans who don't know that much about him. I've talked about him probably a little bit more than others just because I like vets like this that find their way on um, a, a, a team that, needs this type of role hey I don't need the ball hey I I don't need you to run a play for me Um, I'm gonna play defense to the best of my ability I'm gonna be one of the highest IQ players every time I step on the floor 
I'm going to hit my threes when those threes are, are when, when I'm open. I know one of his goals is to shoot 40% from three this year. Torian Prince, I don't think the plan for the Lakers was to start Torian. I don't. Even though he's going to be the fifth starter for the Lakers. And I think he started in the final four preseason games, I want to say, that he was in that starting lineup. I don't think the goal was for the Lakers to have him in the starting lineup and to be the starter. I think that was supposed to go to Jared Vanderbilt. But because Vanderbilt has been dealing with some health issues, it's clearly going to be Torian Prince now. But I thought his preseason was an important one for him. I thought Laker fans got a chance to kind of see, okay, kind of see what this guy's all about. I think the team, you know, he reminds me of players that have played with LeBron in the past, whether in Cleveland, in Miami, that kind of a role, a vet's vet. Now, it's not like he's been in the league for 15 years, but that's okay. You want him to be more on the the side where he's got a, a lot more left. Um, but I thought his preseason was uh, uh, was an important one for him, and I think an important one for the Lakers to know that they're going to have a guy that they could probably depend on, and sometimes he's going to start. Other games he might close. Sometimes he might even play 15 minutes. I think a lot of it's just going to depend on predicaments and situations. Um, but that part of it, I, I think, is uh, exciting to see what the future is going to be with Torian Prince and, and what that's going to look like uh, as a as a starter. So those were those were my overall thoughts in preseason play. Like like I said, it's tough to take too much away from preseason basketball. It's preseason basketball. So I, I don't think you know we could all sit here and and feel like the Lakers are going to have it figured out by the time they play tomorrow at Denver. I don't think it's going to happen in the first couple of weeks. I think it's going to take a little bit of time. But I think the product that we know we have, I think the product that everybody feels is going to be able to compete and, and kind of take on what what the challenges that they had last year and what they were able to do, I think that's going to be – they're going to be one of the teams in the mix, and that's all I, I think you could ask for. Okay, so ESPN put out this article. ESPN put out this article – and basically, it's the regular season preview. They do it on every single team. Funches was nice enough to kind of break down this entire thing and what the experts at, at ESPN are saying about the Lakers. So first off, they had them at fifth overall in the NBA rankings. I will tell you this. I got no issue with that at all. Fifth overall in the NBA rankings. rankings. All good. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks, the Denver Nuggets, the Boston Celtics. And if you want to put Phoenix, whether that one's earned or not earned, we're going to find out. I mean, who cares about the rankings? They're going to eventually go out and play these games, and we're going to find out, okay, who are the top five teams? Maybe some teams we're not talking about put themselves in the top five. Maybe these teams we're talking about in the top five fall out. That's the whole reason why you play the game. But they had the Lakers top five in the NBA rankings, fifth overall. Okay with that. I like that. Um, I, I definitely, definitely think that the Lakers to be ranked fifth overall in the NBA. That's all you can ask for. And then you know you obviously go out there and you play the game and see what happens. Um, There's a quote in this article, but the quote I think was taken during media day, and Anthony Davis said, or I think it was before the preseason opener. He said, "We obviously look good on paper." Um, and we got a chance to put us on the floor for a couple of days. And it's kind of a reflection of what the paper looks like. On paper, on paper, 
the Lakers have pretty much everything you need. You need star power, well, there's LeBron and Anthony Davis. You need role players, but top-notch role players, role players that you feel like are top 100 in the NBA. You got Austin Reeves, you got D'Angelo Russell, Rui Hachimura, obviously part of the mix. Do you have some players after that that you feel like can contribute and you have some depth on your roster? You got Gabe Vincent, you got Torian Prince, you got Christian Wood, um, you got Jared Vanderbilt, you got Jackson Hayes, they got some guys. Cam Reddish, they got some guys. Now, Lakers aren't going to go out there and play 11, 12 guys each night, um, but that part I'm not too concerned with of of how long each of these players uh, eventually play. I think it's just going to come down to which of these players are most productive and it might be one guy one night, might be another guy the other night. I don't think it's a it's a it's a guarantee of um, which players are going to get the predominant amount of playing time. So I, I don't think that that's something that we necessarily have to worry about. Um, as far as win totals go, I thought this was interesting. ESPN had the Lakers winning forty six games this year. So ESPN forecast was 44, uh, 46 wins was their win-loss projection, 46 and 36. Caesars odds, uh, just because I've talked about this before, Caesars odd, odds had the Lakers at 47 and a half wins. So ESPN's forecast has them at uh, 46. Caesars had the, has them at 47 and a half. If you just take those standings and you look back at last year, so if you look back and you just said, okay, let's just say the Lakers win 46 games total. 46 games in the Western Conference last year would have had you at fourth place. If you take the 48 wins that Caesars has them, it's basically going to have you tied with the Kings, going to be at third place. So that's where they got the Lakers in the mix there. And then they kind of go into, and, and I want to spend a little bit of time on this, but they go into – some other key factors, major decisions to be made uh, by the Lakers before um, we get to the NBA trade, NBA trade deadline. And they talk about a few things that are more specific about whether the Lakers will have to make some moves or not. So when we come back, let's spend a little time on that. And then I want to start previewing this game against the Denver Nuggets, Lakers and the Nuggets coming up tomorrow. So we'll do all that coming up next. Appreciate you guys being a part of the show. Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. All right, whether you're heading to the stadium to cheer on the Lakers or going to watch the game at a friend's house, please commit to the Go Safely game plan. So here's the Go Safely game plan. If you plan to drink, plan ahead. Leave the keys behind and get a sober designated driver. Still need a sober ride home? You have options. You can use public transit or a ride handling service and just stick to the game plan. Whatever you do, don't let yourself or your friends Land a technical foul by driving impaired. If you're, driver, if you're driving while impaired, you could get arrested or worse, be involved in a traffic crash that causes serious injury or death. Um, all the signs here. Remember, alcohol controls your actions and reactions, especially when you're behind the wheel. How about this stat? I hate to say it, but it's the truth. 37 people are killed in drunk driving crashes every single day in the United States. That's one person every 39 minutes. Please. Please, if you're going to go out and have a good time, awesome. But be smart about it and do exactly what Go Safely California is saying. Go Safely California from the California Office of Traffic Safety and Caltrans.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, welcome back to Lakers Talk. Just a reminder, we got uh, Chris McGee coming up here in about 10 minutes or so. He's going to join us, give his thoughts on uh, the upcoming Lakers season. Of course, a game going on against the Denver Nuggets uh, tomorrow. Just a quick reminder as well, uh, Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN is presented to you by Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Rush into your neighborhood Valvoline and let the expert technicians make sure your ride is in peak performance. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for locations and game-winning coupons. I know the show is a little bit later uh, tonight than usual. Texas was putting a whooping on the Houston Astros. Uh, earlier today as well, you had Arizona force a game seven against the Phillies tomorrow. So a lot of baseball going on. Obviously, we're following this uh, Texas-Houston game seven. Um, I want to spend a little time here previewing the Lakers and the Denver Nuggets for tomorrow because there's definitely been a lot of chatter, a lot of chirping between the two franchises. Um, and I get it. Listen, it's and I'm going to read some of the quotes here because I actually kind of find them comical. Um, bottom line is the Lakers got swept by the Denver Nuggets. And if the Nuggets choose to run their mouth, well, technically they can do whatever the hell they want because they beat the Lakers. Um, and, and again, it's not just beating the Lakers is they swept the Lakers. So I, I just kind of use that as. One of those, if one team wants to talk trash, they can. Um, KCP, which, by the way, I don't know why I find the KCP one as funny as I do, but KCP said we had to give them that butt whooping. But uh, when I hear KCP say that, for me, it's more to do with the fact that it's Contavious Caldwell Pope. He won an NBA championship with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Um I'm sure he's friends with these guys. I think still represented by Clutch. I might be wrong on that one. Um, but he was on Sirius NBA radio during media day, so we had to give him that butt whipping. So I, I kind of find that one funny because it's KCP. But Michael Malone, he's had a lot to say. Um, I think after the NBA Finals, uh, or maybe it was leading up to the Finals, he said if anybody's still talking about the Lakers in the NBA Finals, that's on them. They've gone fishing we're still playing. Uh, what else did he say? There was another time during the parade where one of the announcers said that uh, the Lakers' daddy, Michael Malone, and then another time Michael Malone went on Pat McAfee and in some shape, way, or form kind of made fun of LeBron James in his final interview 
uh, talking about he's not sure if he's going to keep playing. Anthony Davis, uh, there was a couple times that you heard some of that, that the Lakers responding, and it was during media day. One of the quotes that I remember from Anthony Davis was, it was just a lot of talking. We get it. Y'all won. But me and Braun had some conversations. We can't wait to play that. He did that actually on Spectrum Sports. And I'll bring that up to, uh, to Geeter when we chat with him. It's a fun matchup. Now, there's no guarantee at all that the Lakers are going to play the Golden State Warriors again in the Western Conference Finals or play each other at all come playoff time. No guarantee at all. But with all that in mind, I think the just the mere fact that you got these two franchises that had to go through each other. Lakers had to go through the Denver Nuggets in 2020 to then eventually beat the Miami Heat in the NBA Finals. Um, then in, you know, obviously in 2023, uh, we know what happened there, that the Nuggets had to go through the Lakers to beat the Miami Heat in the NBA Finals. I like that the two franchises have played each other on the biggest stages possible in the Western Conference and that both teams had to get through each other, and both teams won a championship. So I think that's a good thing. I think that adds, in my opinion, to some of the um, uh, excitement, I guess you could say, whether you want to call it a rivalry, you don't want to call it a rivalry, that's up to you. But tomorrow night's game, this is what I'm hoping for from the Lakers. Denver's going to get their rings. Denver's going to put up their banner. The Nuggets are going to get their first championship and celebrate it. They've never won an NBA championship before. And then it's going to put a final cap to last year. And I hope the Lakers just sit back, watch it all, consume it, and then don't give a you-know-what moving forward. The Lakers have so many good teams in competition in the Western Conference. In the Western Conference, To just worry about the Denver Nuggets does not sound like a good game plan. It's game one of 82. does not sound like something to really harp over in the first game of the year. I hope they're not distracted by any of that stuff from the offseason. I hope they're not distracted by any of that stuff that went down during the season. I just hope that, uh, or during the playoffs, I hope the Lakers don't pay too much attention to it because there's a lot of stuff to worry about before you even get to the playoffs. And I think for the Lakers, it's making sure that you got the continuity. I think for the Lakers, you're making sure that you got the right players in place. It's making sure that the rotations are right. It's making sure that Anthony Davis is delivering on a night-in-night-out basis, that the role players are coming through. They just got so many other things to worry about. I hope I'm almost looking forward to this game happening. You turn the page and you got 81 left to go. Go try to get a win tomorrow. And by the way, even if you do win tomorrow, what does it truly, truly mean at the end of the day? You got 81 more games left to go. So um, my hope is that the Lakers go out there, do what they got to do, but ultimately it's just a regular season game. Yes, it has a little bit more meaning to it because it's the Denver Nuggets, but don't let that be something that lingers or you're taking it too personal or something along those lines. Um, Okay, Uh, Chris McGee, who's the studio host, does the pre and the post on TV. He's coming up next. Uh, Look forward to talking to him about this Lakers-Denver Nuggets game and uh, all the other storylines that are around the Los Angeles Lakers. Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. Does your vehicle do for a service? Just head into your neighborhood Valvoline Instant Oil Change. It's home of the 15-minute drive-thru oil change. Tell you guys a little bit about uh, Valvoline. They got locations all around Southern California. The service is incredibly convenient. You know, we all got our cars and, and the more wear and tear that you put on them 
get the check engine light that comes on, or maybe you're just due for your service, 3,000 miles, 5,000 miles, whatever you're, whatever, however often you get your uh, car serviced. Um, don't procrastinate. Don't say, oh, my gosh, i got to get my car serviced. i got to do this. There's a Valvoline instant oil change everywhere. And the fact that you can just put it in your phone, put it in ways it's going to take you to the nearest one, you're going to get it done in about 15 minutes. So nothing to worry about there. For over 30 years, Valvoline has provided quick and convenient automotive maintenance services for busy people just like you. So Valvoline, you stay in your car while the expert technicians make sure your ride is in peak performance. Oil changes, tire rotations, transmission care, and more. Just pull up, drive in, and drive out in about 15 minutes. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for locations and game-winning coupons off your next Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, welcome back to Lakers Talk. Uh, very excited to have on Chris McGee, also known as Geeter. I mean, basically puts on 38 different hats over at Spectrum Sportsnet over there covering the Los Angeles Lakers. Geeter, you know, I got to be honest with you, I got a little worried today because um, yeah. uh, Funches and I, we tried calling you, and then I was like, you know, I, I don't, Funches, I don't think it's going to happen, man. I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, Alan, when, when I saw my phone and the missed calls and then the text from you that said we tried to call for 30 minutes, and I realized that my phone was on silent because I was doing the podcast for the Lake Show, and I'm cooking taco bowls for the family. I got oh, the yeah. game on. Oh yeah, and I and by the way, when I got a hold of Funches, I've never I, he was not happy with me. He was yeah, don't yeah, don't mess around, Funches. It was it, you Listen, he's he's one of the great guys of all time. He was just disappointed. I could hear yeah, his voice. He's all business. That's what he said to me. He's like, look, and Al, I don't I'm like not, letting. Him I'm not mad at him, but I am disappointed. Just, just you know, a little. So. <laughs> and by the way, listen, I get a text from you once a year to come on your show. I'm always begging you when you come into our networks. It's a big deal to me. I mean, I, yeah, right, I, I feel like. Enough of yeah. you. Enough of you. All right, Geeter. Well, look, let's. Uh, we are on the eve. Tomorrow, we'll both be uh, enjoying some Lakers basketball in Denver. It's the first game of the NBA season. Of course, the Nuggets will be uh, getting their championship rings. Um, let, I want to ask you about the game first. There has been a lot of chatter since the uh, since the NBA final, or actually, really, just called after the Western Conference, the Nuggets sweep the Lakers whether it's Michael Malone, whether it's KCP. But KCP I kind of find funny because I think KCP is doing it on purpose just because he was a former Laker and he's friends with, you know, LeBron and Anthony Davis. Um, I remember listening to AD uh, Media Day with you guys and just kind of talking about how what the game meant and everything else. Well, what should we be expecting tomorrow? Is this just a lot of this all chatter and then by the time the game starts nobody's thinking about it? Or do you think there's there's a little something there between the two franchises? 
Alan, I think there's so many ways to dissect this. Now, if you're Denver and you're the champs, you're going to play it a little differently because this is the first time you've won and you're Michael Malone and you can kind of stand up there and go, I'm not even thinking about the Lakers and all this stuff, even though you just threw those bombs out during the finals at the parade. All that stuff. KCP could have his son. Bruce Brown no longer with the team. Could say what he said. And and I get it, man. Like, listen, scoreboard. Like, you got it done. You won the title. You beat the Lakers. But there's the flip side of it. Okay? And I was saying this to Brez and Allie today on our show. And I said, listen, is it a big deal? Does it mean anything? It's game one of 82 games. Like, Denver's going to be 0-1 or 1-0. Same with the Lakers. Of course it doesn't mean anything, but if you're an athlete and you're a competitor and you've ever been in this situation before, if you don't think it burns the team that loses, then, then you don't know anything. You're, 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 you're you're wrong because it should bother the Lakers. I mean, this is the team that knocked them out, swept them, talked smack, went on and won the title. So that's what motivates you getting up early in the morning in the summer and drives you. And then when you find out you're playing them game number one, nice job NBA on ring night, you want nothing more than to beat that team. Now, are you going to talk a lot about it? And does it, does it erase what happened in May? No, you and I know that, but boy, it does feel good. And if you're LeBron James with four rings and AD, who's the champion, and LeBron James is arguably one of the great players of all time, of course he is, the all-time leading scorer, and Michael Malone, who's kind of your guy, is going to throw a little something-something at you. If you don't think that bothers you, you're crazy. Now, are they going to come out and say it? Probably not, but there's meaning in that game, Alan, right? Yeah, and, and by the way, I, I love the storyline. I like what you said there about if you win – you could kind of do whatever you want. However, you want. however, you still have to, you know, the Lakers, this wasn't a, they played them and then they never have to play them again. Uh, mm-hmm. Lakers beat them in 2020 on their path to beating the Heat in the finals. Denver beat the Lakers on their path to beating the Heat in the finals. So I like that they faced each other in the playoffs. I, I like that they each got one. And now it's, all right, uh, let, let's kind of see what happens this year. And, the West, this is the, the crazy part, too, is so many good teams in the Western Conference. Um, I mean, just preseason alone, we got to see Sacramento. We got to see Phoenix. We got to see Golden State. We got to see Milwaukee. I mean, it was just a, a ton of really, really good teams. And I know Milwaukee on the Eastern Conference. But there's so much competition. But I agree with you. At least for one night, when you look at Denver, that game's a little bit different. It is. And, and then you'll go on and have to face the Suns and – uh, they got in that third game. I think it's at Sacramento, something like that. And things will just become, you know, a, a routine again of a regular schedule. Yeah, it, you hit it on the head. I mean, it, it, is it meaningful for this night? You bet it is. And what's funny and ironic about, and I actually saw Michael Malone about a month ago. I was in Colorado Springs. My daughter was doing a USA volleyball thing for the under-17 team, and Michael Malone's daughter was there as well. And I ran into him for a minute, just said congrats. But in my mind, I was kind of laughing because I was thinking about all the stuff he said, and I thought it was actually pretty funny, right? And I was thinking to myself, like, listen, here the irony of the whole thing is when you bring it up to him, what? what? Like, it's almost like, we, what are you talking about? You know, like, we won the title, we're not, but, like, you're literally at the parade heckling the Lakers like oh, yeah. 
Jones is going to remember that. And he should. And by the way, it's just like, I think back to Sacramento in the early 2000s. I'll never forget, Alan, like them saying, you know, listen, if we can get home court advantage, we're going to beat the Lakers and go to the finals. Mm. And that meant something to the Lakers because they did get home court advantage and the Lakers won in seven. And the fans still talk about it. They still hate us. It was 21 years ago. So when you win the title, you just move on and you can act like however you want. It's pretty funny, man. It, it, it really is. So it does add to the drama. It's going to be awesome, man. Uh, we are talking to Chris McGee of Spectrum Sportsnet, host, of course, the uh, pre- and the post-game there on TV, a studio anchor and the host. Um, Geeter, I'm, I'm curious to get your thoughts. I, it's so tough to – look at or watch preseason basketball and come away and say, oh, well, you know, the, the this team won, they went 5-1, and one, watch out, or a team that went 2-4, and four, it's like, oh, they're not going to make the playoffs. It's preseason. But as mm-hmm. best as you possibly can, what are some things that you took away from preseason basketball that what positives, negatives, whatever it is? Uh, honestly, Alan, I, I, I don't, without sounding like I'm over the top and a homer, I'll have to just say it was the most excited I can remember being probably in the 12 years of our network, not counting year number one, because that was the year Dwight joins and Nash joins and you're so excited and they go 0 and 8 in preseason. You're trying to spin it that it doesn't mean anything. Okay. Take that away. You know, 2019, 2020 year, they won it. I, I didn't know they'd be that good. I was excited. AD was new. I was pumped, but, this year's different, man. Like maybe it's coming off of that awesome run for the final two and a half months and all actually knowing the guys on the team because they're back and having the continuity, but it just felt like it should, if that makes sense. Like we're a good basketball team. We'd looked like it. Pieces fit. I like the style. I love the energy. I love what the guys were saying. I like the, D'Angelo Russell and other guys took it serious. I love that AD in the five games he played took it serious. LeBron in his three. I was actually enjoying late moments in game in the fourth quarter when nothing matters and you could care less who's out there. And there's guys like Castleton and those guys because I enjoyed actually watching them play, if that makes sense. So I had a really good feeling. I'm really positive about the squad. I think there's continuity and I think the pieces fit for the first time in a long time. Gitter, what what's your as kind of get a chance and I think we'll we'll have to wait a month, two months or so. When you look at the Western Conference, um Denver of course, they're they're going to be a even though they they lost some of their depth, I'm, I'm curious to see how they adjust to that. After Denver, what are some of the biggest hurdles you think for the Lakers? I mean, I'm just going to give you my thoughts the sack or the yeah, I would look at Sacramento and Golden State, where I feel like do they have enough size? And I think the Warriors that that continues to stand out to me when they go up against the Lakers. Phoenix is kind of an unknown commodity. They got an incredible amount of talent, and and you know we know how great of a coach Frank Vogel is. So we're gonna have to wait and see what what, what that mix looks like. When you look at the Western Conference, are what are the teams after Denver that you're saying okay, that's gonna be a really uh, that's going to be a very big challenge for the Lakers to get through or whatever the case is. Honestly, Alan, I think I was looking at it the other day and kind of like, I think I w- it was coming to, uh, I, I was, I, I, it wasn't like a reality, but I, I was almost like, man, 
the West is as deep as ever, right? I keep thinking, like, it's just us and the Nuggets and a couple others, but then I look at the Suns, and I look at the Clippers, and the Warriors, and the Kings, and Minnesota, and Memphis, and Pelicans, and the list goes on and on. And then my one team who I think could be last year's Sacramento, and this is no disrespect for Sacramento, but I just don't, like – fear them in a way of the team that's like you have to beat to get there. And, and I know they're a great team, and they'll be even better year two. And they have pieces and shooters around here and Fox and Sabonis. But I just feel like, you know, you always put the Suns and the, the Nuggets and the Warriors and even the Clippers up there as, you know, with us as the top, you know, four or five teams. But my sneaky team that's going to have a great regular season and is going to be a problem is OKC. Like they're now in the mix, and they're legit. So there's another team to worry about. I, I don't know, man. Like, I can't even answer your question in terms of, like, listing them because there's too many. I, I Man, you, you could have a good year and finish sixth or seventh. I'm, I'm serious. Mm. Like, you got to play ball. you got to be healthy. you got to win games to take the top four. It's but if you, you had, said, to like – Well, it's funny what best. you said, Geeter, about, about OKC. Yeah. And yeah. they got Chet, who we haven't seen yet. Yep. Um, they got – you know, I, I think they're a playoff team this year. And For who sure. knows if they decide they have so many assets? Who knows if they decide, you know what, come trade deadline, let's go get another piece or two and yep. um, and then figure out, okay, let's just – even if they get to the playoffs and they and they flame out or maybe they even – they make it a seven-game set against whoever it is. That's a that, – I, I, I like that you're picking them because they're, they're not – that's not the you know shiny new toy that everybody's familiar with, but that's that's a yeah. very NBA esque. You have to kind of know the league to know that OKC might be a problem. They might be a problem, and and that just goes. You I mean on top of already Denver, Phoenix. I didn't even mention Dallas, right? Like I mean, Dallas is you know you know, you know Luca, you're going to be good. So it's just the, the the list goes on and on. I know a lot of people are are picking Minnesota to take that step up. Um, you know, I still think, you know, you look at the final four and who, who those teams were are still to me, the teams to beat. Uh, Chris McGee, my bad, Chris, I uh, cut you off there, you know, right in the middle of your point, And here I am cutting you off to reset it. Come on now. Your season's over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris McGee, taking some time here to join us on, uh, on Lakers talk. Chris, I, 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 I kind of I haven't really gotten to individual players, but LeBron, I've done my best to try to kind of understand how you could be this deep into your career and still have the type of success that he's had. Um, I guess what I'm I'm trying to figure out here is what do you think's ideal for LeBron in the regular season? What is ideal if? You know, even the stats he had last year was close to 29 points a game, almost what is it, eight assists, eight rebounds, something on those, maybe seven rebounds, whatever the whatever that number was. But for him, do you think there's how much of a strategic outlook do you think he needs to take in the regular season, and how much are you hoping that look some of these role players and the depth that we keep talking about can help LeBron just stay fresh, so that by the time playoffs start, he's ready to go. I love that question. I feel like anytime I try to guess or tell LeBron what I think should happen, I'm wrong. But in my perfect world, I think back to when the trades were made, he was still injured, remember? And he came back on that one Sunday against the Bulls, I believe. And I, I remember really not getting a DNP. 
and it took him not too long to acclimate, but they actually lost that game. But I remember those games before LeBron came back, and it was from the All-Star break on. And it's not a huge sample size. But I remember not forgetting that he was on the team, but going into every night thinking we should win the game because we had who we had. And that's how I feel going into this year. Like, LeBron doesn't need to play 82 games. LeBron doesn't need to play 36 minutes a night. And LeBron doesn't need to carry the load offensively like he has done so many times in the last few years, literally having to score 30 a game for the Lakers to win games. That just doesn't need to happen. And I think that's awesome. What I also think is remarkable. So for me, I'm, I'm hoping it's less minutes, Allen. I'm hoping it's sometimes off ball and let D'Angelo and Austin Reeves do their thing like we saw. And then there's games where he's got to be LeBron James. And I think if there's a balance in that, he's going to be – the Lakers are going to be successful, and, and I think he's going to have gas left in his tank for the playoffs. But the most remarkable thing in all of this, Alan, is I'll never forget we showed him we, – we asked him a little trivia question on media, and you, you, you probably saw this, about guys who had played 20 years for 21 years in the NBA, and the list is short, right? Like Robert Parrish, mm-hmm. Nowitzki, Vinsanity, you know, it's like seven guys. Of course, he, he named them, you know. We, 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 we went through the list, and, and Alan, those guys were averaging six points a game at oh, this yeah. point. And it's that, to me, is the most ridiculous thing. He is still a top, what, 10 player in the league? If you don't, if you want to be a LeBron hater, you'll say what top twelve? Like he he's there, okay? He's a still part of as a he's a face of the league. He's still one of the main faces of the league, and he still is a guy that dictates how the game is played. That to me, whether you think he's the greatest or not, or you're an MJ guy or Kobe or Cap, whatever, that is the most. No one has done what he's done in that regard. Like he's still a factor and a major impact player, Allen, in his 21st season. That's that's ridiculous, right? Geter, it's a, it's a great perspective. It's a great way to put it. And, um, you know, we'll sit back, enjoy it. I love what you said, too, about hopefully regular season. You got a lot of – I think there's probably mm-hmm. a reason why the Lakers have so many wing players and they have so much depth yep. is to just make sure that there's multiple guys that can carry the load over the 82-game marathon. Um, my brother, I always appreciate you uh, taking the time to join the show. Uh, thank you for doing this, and uh, I know you're with the fam, so thank you for uh, making it happen, buddy. Alan, Alan, I got to say, I apologize for being 10 minutes late. I, I hope Funches and you can both <laughs> be in your wonderful hearts because you're both great guys to have me on at some point again in, 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 you know, during the season because you know it would mean a lot to me. You know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to make sure I do it, even though it has no purpose. When I see you at the next Lakers game, I'm going to purposely not make eye contact. I'm just going to walk right by. No, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> it's going to be real hard for you, buddy. You like to hug me. We're, we, we're huggers. Come yes, on. sir. Yes, sir. All right, Geeter. Well, look, uh, we will hey, see you soon. And, and thank you again All for right, uh, coming on. Always. Let's go, bud. All right. All right. That is uh, Chris McGee right there of Spectrum Sportsnet. Uh, great stuff as always. Okay. When we come back. Let's uh, get our final thoughts. I got a couple NBA stories that are actually really interesting to me personally. Um, Giannis's situation, Clay Thompson might be in the middle of a situation. So uh, I, I think those are both interesting. And then, of course, 
We'll uh, kind of preview the rest of the week for the Lakers as well. Their schedule is very, very difficult as we uh, get the season started. Uh, stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. Okay, very, very important message, and I'm uh, really proud to be having this message out there for Go Safely California because it's such an important, important message. Whether you're heading to the stadium to cheer on your team, of course, the Lakers, or going to watch a game at a friend's house, you got to commit to the so, uh, Go Safely game plan. If you plan to drink, plan ahead. Leave the keys behind and get a sober designated driver. Still need a sober ride home? You have options. Use public transit or a ride-hailing service and stick to the game plan. Whatever you do, don't let yourself or your friends land a technical foul by driving impaired. If you drive while impaired, you could get arrested or worse, be involved in a traffic crash that causes serious injury or death. Think about others, not just you on the road, but what could be the result of you being on the road impaired. Even the slightest impairment can hinder your ability to drive safely. Remember, alcohol controls your actions and reactions, especially behind the wheel. 37 people are killed in drunk driving crashes every single day in the United States. That's one person every 39 minutes. Please pay attention to the message. Go safely, California, from the California Office of Traffic Safety and Caltrans. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, thank you to uh, Chris McGee of Spectrum Sportsnet for taking some time to come on. Everybody knows uh, McGee as uh, Geeter. Geeter is what we call him. Um, great uh, perspective on uh, just where he thinks the Lakers are. And I thought his perspective, the story that he had there towards the end about LeBron and um, thinking about the players that when they were in their 21st season, what their stats actually look like. I mean, where LeBron is, it's obviously ridiculous. Uh, at the same time, you know, look, I, I think there's always caution or worry or concern of, hey, is he going to be good? Is this, uh, you know, as, as you go you log in so many minutes, it's very natural to look at one of the best players in the league that's been doing it for as long as he has and the three additional seasons of just playoff games and want to make sure that uh, when you get chances to rest him or when you get chances in games where you're up 10 or 15 in the second half that maybe he doesn't have to play in the fourth quarter. Wherever you can just steal some time uh, and be strategic with it, I think it's going to be smart with the Lakers. I got a couple NBA stories that I want to get into real quick, and I, I find these um, – I find a couple things here interesting. So tomorrow the Lakers season obviously starts. Lakers will play the Denver Nuggets. The game after is the Phoenix Suns. Uh, traveling to the Bay in San Francisco to take on the Golden State Warriors. So um, it's going to be – those are the two games. That's the, the doubleheader that I think TNT has the games tomorrow, and it looks like Draymond Green is not going to play in that season opener. I got so much interest in, in really both of these teams, but specifically the Phoenix Suns. Uh, by the way, Draymond Green, I think he had an ankle sprain um, a few days into training camp, so that's why he's not able to go – but I have so much interest in both of these teams, but specifically the Phoenix Suns. I was telling Geeter, I was like, hey, between the teams that are out there, is there one or one that you're more concerned with or the other? And uh, and 
I don't know what Phoenix is yet. I don't, and why should I know? I know they got an incredible amount of talent, um, you know, obviously top-heavy. But I actually thought their offseason was pretty good from a depth perspective, so I'm looking forward to watching that game tomorrow. That's always it's always great when you get the doubleheader, and, and hopefully the Lakers are coming off some type of win. But nonetheless, um, that's what it's going to look like tomorrow after the Lakers play their game, so uh, something to keep in mind there. Um, another NBA story that came out a little bit earlier today. So Giannis has officially agreed to a three-year, $186 million contract extension. Um, this, uh, I guess, includes a player option for the 2027-2028 year. You know, a lot of the offseason was about Giannis Antetokounmpo saying some things about the organization of the Milwaukee Bucks, basically letting everybody know, hey, I'm not happy with what's going on here. Even though they had the best record in the NBA last year, even though he won an NBA championship just a couple of years ago, he was talking about, you know, hoping that everybody's got to be on the same page and ownership's got to be on the same page and the GM's got to be on the same page. And the priority better be winning if he's going to sign that extension. Well, they went out, got Damian Lillard, Obviously, once they got Damian Lillard, it only took a couple of weeks for Giannis to agree to an extension. So he's getting three years and $186 million, and Giannis is going to be on the Milwaukee Bucks for obviously a number of years now. And he's going to go, and like he said in a couple of those interviews that he had, he's not trying to be known as a player that played with a franchise and only won one NBA championship. So uh, the Bucks certainly in position to compete again this year. Uh, the other NBA story that I thought was interesting, I'm going to spend some time talking to Michael Thompson about this. Um, Sham Sharania of The Athletic was reporting that there's a significant gap in extension negotiations for Golden State's Clay Thompson, for Golden State and Clay Thompson. Um, this is going to be the final year of his contract with the Golden State Warriors. I thought that was interesting that uh, they're going to play it out Probably going to have to see what Clay Thompson looks like during this year, and that will either dictate another contract by the Golden State Warriors, or maybe Clay Thompson's rocking a different jersey by the time we get to next year. Um, so many good NBA stories, so many good stuff going on right now around the league, and uh, it all starts tomorrow. So I, I think everybody's looking forward to it. Okay, just a quick reminder. So pregame show is going to be early tomorrow. So Travis and I are going to do our show as planned. We'll go 10A to 1P. Mason and Ireland will come on. But they're going to have a really short show because pregame is going to start at 3, myself and Michael Thompson, and then uh, John and Michael will, uh, will will get the broadcast ready. Starting at 4.30 will be tip-off. So keep that all mind, in mind for tomorrow. A lot of great stuff happening with the NBA starting, and, of course, the Lakers will be the first game. Lakers and the Nuggets tomorrow tipping off at 4.30. Okay, that's all we got for uh, Lakers talk tonight. Quick shout-out. Thank you to Michael Funches. Thank you to Laura Romo. And thank you to Mario Ruiz. Um, always a pleasure doing the show LA. Hope you guys have a great rest of your night.